What makes Kansas and Iowa State a good fit for the Big Ten, if need be, in an expansion? That's coming up today on Locked On Golden Gophers. Locked On Golden Gophers, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Golden Gophers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former football collegiate video coordinator and recruiting assistant. Now here to talk with you about your Golden Gophers each and every day of the week. Now, like I said, we've kind of already, we're in the middle of a series, a three episode series in which we're talking about my personal top five schools to be added to the Big Ten if there was to be an expansion. Now, to get the full list and the main details on my number one school, you're going to have to listen to yesterday's episode. Number one school was Notre Dame. So be sure to tune into yesterday's episode. But we're going to get it kicked off right away with our next two schools schools today we're getting the next two schools in that priority for me now again this is just my opinion this is not the end-all be-all this is not what i say goes there's a logical reasoning for quite a handful handful of schools this is just what i think makes the most sense and is more realistic i'm not trying to put out teams like i just don't think usc is a possibility to come to the big 10 so i'm not going to put them on my list i don't think it's realistic and viable at all so i didn't put them in there and i explained why in yesterday's show so be sure to check that out but who is viable is my number two on our list which is kansas now kansas is both of these next two schools are the ones that are most often mocked to the Big Ten if there was to be an expansion. Many fans are unsettled by them, but I want to tell you why you shouldn't be, and you can at least have some intrigue with these schools. Now, I got a lot of information for you. I'm going to try to spit it out as fast as possible, not to make this too long of a podcast for you, but let's jump into Kansas. So Kansas football, it's absolutely mediocre at the very best. And you know what? Mediocre might be the best you could ever see from the Kansas football program. That might seem strict, but just based on right now, they are downright terrible when it comes to football. From 2016 to present, they have 11 wins total. That's right. I said 11 wins total from 2016 to present day. Their current record in that time span is 11 in 50. Now, to stress how bad that is, the Big Ten itself, as a conference, the Big Ten, has had at least three, that's right, three teams with 11 wins or more in a single season in the last two seasons that they've had full years. So 2019 and 2021, in which the Big Ten played full seasons, COVID in 2020 shortened a lot of the Big Ten for us. But those two full seasons, the Big Ten had at least three teams with 11 or more wins in both of those seasons. 
this Kansas team has 11 wins in what what is it? 6 years? 6 years? 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 6 years. It's the type of swing you like to see a terrible program take because he has a history of winning. Leopold was a six-time national championship at the Division III football level with UW-Whitewater, in which, again, he won six championships. He then went on to the University of Buffalo to be a head coach, where he's been for the last five seasons, I believe. might be six seasons. And it's six seasons. So in his last six seasons, he's been with the University of Buffalo. And you're like, University of Buffalo can't be that great. What are you talking about? Well, by his fourth season with the University of Buffalo, so in year four, which is generally where you hope to see the signs of life and the improvement and what the program should look like under a coach is by their year four, because that point they have their full recruiting system through. They've gotten through the old past years of past coaches that had their recruits coming through that they built for, and now you have your crop of guys that you've hand-recruited, hand hand-picked to come to your program. So if you don't see signs of life by year four, it's time to go. That being said, Lance Leopold, in year four with the University of Buffalo, generated 10 wins with the University of Buffalo and won the MAC conference. Now, he also went on to a bowl game in his final three years. So years four, five, and six, he went to a bowl game in all three of those years and went two and one in those bowl games. And he finished first or second in the MAC in all three of those final years. So as soon as he got his system, as soon as he got his guys, his crop, his recruits, he saw success. If that continued, who knows what we would have saw from him? What else we would have saw in Buffalo? But guess what? We might have the opportunity to experience that with Kansas and football. I'm not saying they're going to be a national championship anytime soon. I'm not even saying they'll win the conference anytime soon. But the fact that he's proven success at the D3 level, at the D1 level, and now he's bumping into the Power 5, it's promising. Those are the swings you like to see. Year one was rough, but we got to wait till year four to at least see those signs and flashes like I had mentioned. So that's football in a nutshell, but let's talk basketball. This is the real reason why you would be stoked if they join the Big Ten. Now, we all know how good of a program Kansas is, but I want to get through the main part of why you should be stoked if Kansas were to join the Big Ten. And that's because according to Forbes in 2020, Kansas was valued as a top five basketball program in revenue at about $35 million over the course. Their average per year was $35 million. And that's looking at a three-year three-year span. So in each of those three years, they were generating about $35 million of revenue. Now, that's not necessarily the profit margin that they're looking at, but the average basketball team, in another article, stated that the average basketball team brings in about eight to eight or nine million dollars in average revenue. The average NCAA basketball team brings in nine million dollars, eight to nine million dollars 
in revenue, Kansas is at 35 million. So you're making up a huge gap in this sport. And now, why does that matter? Well, in 2017, like I mentioned, men's basketball averaged about 8 million. Men's football averaged about 32 million. Now, that's obviously not the case with your Bama's, with your Georgia, with your Ohio State. Those ones are at the top tier of the scale and they're bringing in a lot more money in that. We know that. But an average team, so maybe you can even count because it's NCAA, it's not just D1. So that's bringing in your D2, your D3 schools, like the top tier ones. All of that average together, you're getting about $32 million from your football program. Now, Kansas being a power five football program, they're probably seeing more to that, maybe even in like the 45 to 50 range of revenue for Kansas football. Now, on top of that, you're adding this $35 million from the basketball, which is a significant chunk more than most other programs across the country are seeing in basketball. That puts you at around that 85 to $90 million range with those two programs together. And that's rivaling, rivaling some of the top 20, top 15 teams and their revenue that they see from the football team that makes up a majority of the profit they bring in from sporting. For example, let's look at Oregon. Oregon is a top 15 team in revenue. Same three-year span that we're looking at with them. They saw their average was $96 million, and that is majority of their profit when it comes to school sports. $96 million is coming from the football team, vast majority for their school. Like I just said, if you take Kansas's football plus their basketball that is at such a high peak, you're getting close to an Oregon-level profit margin. If you're looking at profits and profits is what you want in the Big Ten, Kansas is a, a great second option. Now, they're not Notre Dame. They're not that high established. Notre Dame is bringing in about 120 mil every year revenue-wise. So they're not at that caliber. But this, this is a great second tier, a great – and that's not something to squanch at. On top of that, Kansas would be the best team in the Big Ten – from the jump, you, Adam, starting this season, they're the best team in the Big Ten. They make us viable to be considered the best conference in basketball. They make us viable to be considered for a championship, a Big Ten champion, every single year. That's something we always talk about. We talk about how Big Ten schools haven't been able to bring home the chip. Kansas just brought it home this year. Speaking of them just bringing it home this year, that also means that their revenue is likely going to take another bump up from winning a national title. So there's tons to be excited for with that basketball side of things. And plus with coach Leopold on the football side of things, if that does start to even grow and make them a moderate contender, not, not someone that's going to be contending for college football playoff. I'm not saying that at all, but if they're a team that can get into a eight win, eight win team that can go to a bowl game, eight wins, nine wins, and can go to a bowl game consistently, if you can get in on that before that happens, your profit margins, your profit overall is going to skyrocket based on your investment. Your investment into the basketball with a growing hopeful, a growing hope in football 
it's a risk that is definitely willing to take. On top of that, you get fun, entertaining basketball on one of the best teams in the entire nation with one of the best coaches in the entire nation. That is 100% why Kansas needs to be number two on your list. If you ask me, I think Notre Dame, Kansas, those two are my top two for sure. Lock it in for me. That's what I want. But we'll see what happens. Those are my top two, and that is why. Now, we're going to talk about my third school, which is Iowa State, and we're going to jump into the side of things that most people don't think about with Iowa State. That's coming up next, but first, let's talk about our friends over at Rock Auto. Rock Auto is helping you deal with all the hassles of car problems. We all hate them. We all know them. We all experience them. You got that light that comes on. You find out, you get pulled over, and you find out you had a light out. It's stressful. It takes up a lot of money, money you don't want to spend, but you can save that money by looking at rockauto.com and finding the parts at better prices, more reliable, they're consistently lower, and why pay 30%, 50%, or 100% more on car parts when you can go look on rockauto.com and probably find that part you're looking for for even cheaper. I don't know how you can pass that up. So head on over to rockauto.com and be sure to check out whatever whatever car issue you're struggling with. Tail light, carpet for your car, brakes. They got it all over there at rockauto.com. Head on over there and then in their how did you hear about us box, be sure to let them know that Locked On sent you over that way. So put Locked On in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Reliably low prices all the parts that you are looking for for your car or truck at rockauto.com. All right, so let's first I want to say thank you for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers each and every day and making it your first listen. I am truly appreciative. Be sure to hit the subscribe button down below. Be sure to follow wherever you get podcasts. Follow at Locked On Golden Gophers and leave a five-star review. I appreciate that. We're growing and building this community, and I'm super excited for what is to come. Once we hit the season, once we hit August, this thing's going to pop up. This thing is going to take off. We're going to have all sorts of people talking gophers, commenting gophers, wanting to hear gophers, and I can't wait. So get in. Get early. Get in here early. Start building relationships. Start talking to your fellow gopher fans. Down in the comments, drop those comments about what we're looking forward to. That and more, it's going to be a good time to be a Gopher fan. Now let's talk my number three school if the Big Ten were to do an expansion. This school is number three on my personal list, and that is Iowa State. Now looking at Iowa State, a lot of people are like, uh, Iowa State, like they're not even that good. They don't have any huge success. They're not really a storied program. You can't... You can you can't bring up profit margins to me with Iowa State because they probably don't have it. And you're right. They don't. But they have something brewing and building at Iowa State. And they have a quality head coach that is building something similar to what PJ Fleck is building in Minnesota. Now I'm not saying it's the same type of thing. I'm not saying that this coach is rivaled to him better than him or worse than him by any means. But what I'm saying is Coach Matt Campbell 
is doing something great out there for Iowa State, and I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. So why not get in? Why not get in with a younger coach who is extremely talented and they see success in both football and basketball? It's not always consistent. It's not always that top tier you want to see, but it's building. It's building the right way. And that growth that you're looking for, it can be had. So let's talk about his record as a coach. Now, he's been a coach at Iowa State from 2016 to present. So that's a he had a record of 42 and 34 over that time. That's a 55.3 winning percentage. Better than 50%. You love to see that. Now, his record versus the Big Ten in that time is 0-5. Yet he's only played Iowa. Now, that being said, these aren't like some absolute blowouts that he's suffering from Iowa. In fact, that being said, Iowa, in those five losses over that span, only one of them hasn't been within 10 points. And that was the first year in 2016 when it was his first year coaching the program. And again, you need time to build things up. So year one, it was a rough go versus Iowa. All of the other games against Iowa, we've seen, he's lost twice by 10 points. And then the other two games in which he's played Iowa, he lost by three points in overtime and one point. He's right there. They're competitive with one of the best teams in the Big Ten. It's a top five, six, just a top five or six team in the Big Ten year in and year out. And he is competitive with them to the point where the game is always up for grabs in his time with them, besides one year, his first year. So that's promising. That's definitely promising. He's right there with the top competition in the conference. Now, high caliber games, high caliber wins that they brought home. He beat number three, Oklahoma, in 2017. Beat number four, TCU, in that same year. Took down the number three and the number four programs. Took down number 19 in 2017. He took down some giants in 2017. And then 2020, he took down the number 25, Oregon Ducks on a shortened season. Now he had a notable loss last year that was close in a one touchdown loss against Clemson in the Cheez-It Bowl game. So he's played some giants. He's played some absolute bangers as far as teams that are competitive, seen as the top caliber programs, and he's hanging in there with them. You see the progress. You see the potential. And that's what encourages me with Iowa State. Now, in bowl games, he's two and three, but most of them have been high caliber bowl games. The Liberty Bowl in 2017, which he won against Memphis. The Alamo Bowl in 2018, and he lost in a two-point game to Washington State. The Camping World Bowl game in 2019 against Notre Dame. Now, he got smacked around in that game. I'm not going to give him any any. Pat's on the back for that one. He got banged around by Notre Dame. But then the Fiesta Bowl got a dub against Oregon. The Cheez-It Bowl lost by a single-score game to Clemson. Big-time bowl games, big-time opponents. And they were hanging around in all of those except for Notre Dame. He was the Big 12 Coach of the Year in three out of his six years of being there. 50% of the time that he has been coaching the Big 12, he has won the Big 12 Coach of the Year. If that doesn't scream potential, if that doesn't scream 
we're building something. I don't know what does, folks. I do not know what does when you're coaching in a league with Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma, with Baylor, with Gundy out in Oklahoma State, with Kansas State, who has their flashes. They have their years. Chris Kleiman is good. He's a great coach. I mean, there are quality programs in the Big Ten at the top end in three out of six years. Coach of the year, Big 12. The potential is there. Let's keep going. Let's look at record versus ranked opponents. He's 10 and 16 when it comes to ranked opponents. Not a great number that you want to see. I don't know. 10 wins is not nothing to set. But nine of those 16 losses are one-score games. So seven of his losses are like you lost these badly or you probably weren't that in the game. But the other ones are one-score games that could have been won by Iowa State, which would then flip your total to 19-7. and seven. Just the, the fact that you were in contention to have that type of a ranked record speaks for itself. He's always in the fight. Iowa State has always been in the fight since he has took, taken over and taken the reins. They have four wins against AP top 10 teams and 10 ranked wins all time, like I said. Now, a lot of those wins or a lot of those losses that he didn't get against ranked teams actually came in year one. Year one where he went three and nine, of course, you're going to lose to ranked opponents in your first year with a program that's in shambles and you're trying to build it together. 0-4. So four of those 16 losses, a quarter of those losses came in year one. You can't fault them for that. There's so much promise. There's so much potential. So how would his record and winning percentage line up in the Big Ten currently? I went back and I looked at 2016 to now for every single Big Ten team, 2016 to present, and where Iowa State would fit in. Iowa State would fit in at the exactly the number seven team in the Big Ten, ahead of, ahead of Michigan State, ahead of Northwestern, ahead of Indiana, ahead of Purdue, ahead of Nebraska, who is for some reason always crowned as potential. Their fans are always saying, "Oh, we're going to be great." And blah, blah, blah. Nebraska, you had, you're 28 and 41 in the last six years. 28 and 41. You haven't even got 30 wins yet. Like, let's calm it down, folks. Let's calm it down. Sorry. But ahead of Michigan State, that one popped out to me. Uh, ahead of Northwestern, that's not a bad crowd to be in, in Purdue as well. Now, he they finish, Iowa State finishes right behind Minnesota, and then behind Iowa, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. Now, I'll talk about those, those win totals, those past six years, and what those winning records and percentages look like in a future episode, but... It's interesting that Iowa State is right there in the pack of what you would consider contending teams, bowl game teams in the Big Ten, right right there in the thick of it with them. The Ohio State, well, they're not right there with Ohio State, but Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan, those are our top ones right now over the last six years. Now it's starting to shift. You're starting to see more competition with Iowa and Minnesota and Michigan State getting more consistent in competition. But they're right there in the thick of it. The Iowa, the Minnesota, the Michigan State, the Northwestern, Purdue, they're right in there in that mix. I mean, 
It's nothing to slough at. That's what I want to say. People are so concerned about Iowa State, but I think they're a promising program. And this, again, is is taking into account he had a poor year one, three and nine start. Now the program is consistent on the rise and competing with top caliber schools like OU, Baylor, and OK State. On the basketball side, I'll keep this one real brief. They have a new coach who went 22 and 13 in his first year and got a tourney slot in his first year. So you see the promise. You see the, what the program has seen. They've had, in the past five years, they've had a 24 and 11 finish. They've had a 23 and 12 finish. I mean, three 20 plus win seasons. You can't hate on that. They've got the program. They've got the consistency. Well, not full consistency in basketball, but they've shown the flashes and they've shown the ability to win. They've developed quality guys that are in the NBA. Taylor Horton Tucker, Georges Niang, Monty Morris, and most people will highly recognize Tyrese Halliburton, who's had tons of success as of late. Now, you would typically, they would likely be a typical Big Ten team that has some successful years and some down years, never really bottoming out and never really topping out and winning it all in the Big Ten. But they would be a consistent Big Ten team in basketball. So pair all that together, look at that from a larger scheme of things, and I think they could be a nice fit. They could be a nice fit for the program. Yes, it's not your high cal- highest caliber Oh, Notre Dame, I get it, but USC isn't coming here. Oregon isn't coming here. I'm sorry. I just The chances are minuscule. So I'm not hoping on that. I'm looking at reality, and I wouldn't hate it. They wouldn't be my top two choices, but I wouldn't hate it if Iowa State came this way. Close the show with our class of Guess That Gopher. It's similar to the initials game on the K-Fan Power Trip Morning Show, if you have ever heard of it. We're going to talk about that next. But first, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is where you need to go when it comes to sports wagering information. If you're looking for the trends in action, Bet Online is the go-to spot. Recently, they dropped the over-under win totals for programs. Minnesota is currently set at 7.5. I'm taking the over on that one. I'm not recommending you do it because I'm not dictating your money. I'm not a financial manager or planner, and I'm not responsible for that, but I'm taking the over. If you're similar to me, you see that Minnesota is primed, primed to have more than seven wins, more than eight wins, well, seven and a half. So if they get eight wins, you win. I think they're there. I think they're ready for that. I'm not worried about getting to eight. I think this team could be up there at 10. So I'm right there. But bet online, head on over. You can check out all the over and under numbers. Bet online is for the latest trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. We're closing it off with Guess That Gopher. It's a trivia based game, trivia clue based game, in which instead of the initials, if you've heard of it, I'm going to give you six clues. You know that it is a gopher athlete, and you're trying to guess which gopher athlete it is. The earlier you get it, the more props you get. Eventually, maybe we'll have a contest with this, give away some prizes with it. So get in the habit, get in the vibe, and get ready for it. And we're going to kick it off. So I'm going to list six clues. Feel free to drop your guesses down below. Feel free to boast about where you got it right down below. And let's get this thing popping off. Clue number one. This gopher athlete was all state in football, basketball, and baseball in high school. Clue number two, 
This gopher was ranked fourth in Big Ten history in total offense during their time. Clue number three. This gopher athlete was named or was selected as a two-time academic All-Big Ten selection and was awarded the Big Ten Medal of Honor. Clue number four. This gopher athlete at this time set, let me restart that. Clue number four, this gopher athlete at the time set a school record for passing touchdowns and finished fifth in the nation for both total offense and passing. Clue number five, this gopher athlete became the youngest assistant coach in the NFL when he joined at the age of 25, and the youngest coordinator at the age of 28. Clue number six. This gopher has won multiple Super Bowls, one as a player and one as a coach. Did you get it? I'm gonna say the answer in five seconds. And the answer to this Guess That Gopher segment is none other than Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy won the Lamar Hunt Award in 2009, part of the all-decade team for the 2000s in the NFL, inducted in the Colts Ring of Honor, inducted in the Buccaneers Ring of Honor, was a quarterback in college and converted to defensive back safety in the NFL, and in his brief four years in the league, he had nine interceptions and four fumble recoveries. The legend, Tony Dungy. That's going to do it for us today here at Locked On Golden Gophers. I appreciate you listening. Please subscribe, guys. Like it. Follow it. Give it a five-star review. Hit subscribe on YouTube. This is Kane Rob signing off. Tomorrow, we will close off that expansion list, and then we're going to have some fun. So be sure to tune in. I got a good one for you. Something special. We're signing off. This is Kane Rob. Have a